today I wanted to talk about how do I word this? There's a phrase that, that I hear often, it's amazing what you can get used to. Uh, it's just a trope that is used a lot in you know writing and in movies and I guess that's kind of writing. Um, <clears throat> just people retelling things and scenarios in their lives. And I was thinking about that in the context also of being grateful and thankful for things and the word normal. And so I, as per usual, don't have a title for this yet and I don't know what I'm going to title it because it's just, yeah, I, I don't really know how to tie those concepts together into a neat, tidy little title. So, that phrase, it's amazing what you can get used to. Usually when I find it, it is used in a context of something negative. Saying like, you know, someone's talking about um, abuse in a marriage or partnership or whatever. That like, someone's talking about like, wow, like, you know, like, I never thought I would get used to this. And over time, I, you know, it's like boiling frogs, right? Like, it's just, you become desensitized to things over time. And it's amazing what you can get used to. Like, not necessarily a good thing that you can, um, obviously, even something that is amazing, then it's not something that... Uh, I don't know. I just think it's mostly used in a negative context. So I was thinking about that, and again, I was thinking about like being thankful and grateful for things that you have in your life, um, and how that relates to to this concept of getting used to things and what becomes your new normal. Part of this is related to just like materialism and having things, because I think you know you don't have a thing, and then you have a thing. And you use that thing often and it just becomes a part of your daily routine sometimes. And then you start to take it for granted. I guess that's the other portion of this is taking things for granted. Uh, which goes along with the gratefulness and thankfulness part. But you just start to take things for granted and don't... I don't know, you're just not thankful for them anymore. You're not grateful for them anymore. You don't show um, gratitude and thankfulness and whatever else. And I just thought it was just an interesting play between these things of like how... Obviously, not everyone's like this, and I'm not talking specifically about a certain type of person, just like people, including myself, in general, like the, I hate to say normal and average and whatever else, but I mean, like, most of the people I know would fit into the category of being capable of doing this. You can call it something to do with human nature, but I mean, it's also a cultural thing, um, definitely, so I, I don't know where it, it's going to fit exactly, but... I mean, in the context of the world and, you know, people as a whole and, and humans. But it is just something that I, a lot of people, you know, in our Western society uh, do. Um, is, you know, have something that's new to them that they appreciate for a short amount of time. And then it becomes normal to them and maybe they don't appreciate it as much anymore. And it's different for everybody. Obviously, there's people that, that are grateful for things that they have all the time. and they Even though they become the n new normal, depending on what that thing does for that person, they can... I don't know. That's the thing. I don't want to... It's not like... Obviously, being selfish and taking things for granted and not being thankful and thinking that everything just... You deserve everything you get and that you should have all these things and whatever. There's just such extremes to this topic. And... It's very situational, too, as to, like, what people are thankful for, what they remember and stuff. So, I was thinking, you know, an example that I was talking to someone about earlier was, like, supper or, or lunch or whatever. Having someone make a meal for me has never been something that I've really forgot to thank them for. 
I don't know why. I mean, people have been making meals for me for decades, whether it be my mother as a child or whether it's, you know, and part of this is conditioning too, whether it's cultural conditioning um, from, you know, the the province or state or country you live in. Part of it is the, the home culture, whatever. Anyway, but I mean, when anyone makes me a meal, it could be, you know, Randy makes me something for supper and I just, I don't know, I just say thank you. I don't remember that being hammered into my head as a child, um, but that's why I talk about conditioning because it's a possibility that's, you know, just whatever. But I don't know, to me, someone making a meal for you, they're spending their time and energy, sometimes money to do something for you. And you you need that thing. Even That's the thing. Even though it's something you need to survive, you, I, I just don't act, I guess, like I expect them to do it for me. You know what I mean? That's like saying someone, like, can I, can you get me a glass of water, babe? And then they go and get you a glass of water. Like, I need water to survive, but I'm asking them to do me a favor. You know, and it's not something that I just expect someone to do because I need that thing. Like, again, with eating meals, like, you need to eat, but that person didn't need to make it for you. So, it's just a thing that I, I don't know. It's, it's never been, like, fake gratitude, but it's some, it's the only thing I can think of where it's, like, not on a regular basis now, because I cook way more meals now in the ratio of, of who cooks meals in a week um, than Randy does. But that's just like a time thing and a work thing. I have the time. I'm not working right now. Um, Randy's at work, and I can have you know supper ready for when she gets home. So that's what I do. And then on weekends, sometimes that differs. So, But even when if I was getting meals made for me, you know, if, if the situation was flipped or whatever it was, like if I'm getting meals made for me, every day or five days a week or whatever it is it's just something that despite the frequency of it I've never felt like it's become like it's normal for all you know intents and purposes of the of the usage of that word it's normal it's regular it's it's like the thing that I would expect to happen sometimes it's scheduled to happen and yet still it's just something that I automatically am thankful for I'm like oh thank you so much thank you for doing this for me this isn't to pat myself on the back. It's just an example of how, for some reason, that is something I can be more thankful for when someone does something for me. I guess that's the thing. If I think someone's doing a favor for me, if it's a person doing a favor for me, I tend to remember to be thankful, despite the fact that it, even if it's something that is somewhat expected because it's something that maybe we've agreed upon or it makes sense that they would do it because they're closer to that thing or it's on their way or whatever the situation may be, it just might seem to make more sense then. It's still something that I just, it's pretty automatic. And like I said, I'm glad, um, but it's it, like it's not a pat on the back thing, it's just an example. Because there's other things in my life that I'm like, why, why do I take these things for granted or whatever? And I think part of it is priorities and time and whatever. Things have a novelty sometimes because they're new. Like I, I have said this before, but this studio space, I don't take for granted. I'm not here as much as I want to be, but that's just a shift in priorities in life. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think for the past two-ish years, I can't believe it's been that long. Has it been that long? I don't, I'm not having a hard time knowing. Yeah. This is a, a horrible, whatever. I'm <laughs> just like... I shouldn't be trying to figure out my timeline of how long I've been here right now. That'll take a little while. So I think it's been about two years since I've been here. And, like, I don't take that for granted. Do I do as much work in here as I, as I want to in order to, like, really, like, 
give thanks to the space is what I would call it to like appease the art gods or whatever like no um, but it's just a shift in priorities yet it is still something that that I I am so thankful for this space because I'm like man it's really hard to find spaces like I'm thankful for the rent being um, affordable and very acceptable and like kind and like you know that I'm thankful that I'm able to keep that up with the help of you know people in my life or whatever you know so it's something that, that, again, like this space, I'm super thankful for. Um, my bike is something else I've been thinking of where I was like, man, like I... Sometimes, like, and it started really early on. I've never read this book, but this Dr. Seuss book, um, all the I think it's called All the Places You'll Go or whatever. I've never read it. But, I mean, I know what the sentiment of it is. And when I first started riding my bike, like my mountain bike... And I was in the coolies and stuff, and I was on trails. That kept popping into my mind. Like, this is a... Well, I mean, it's a literal vehicle, not just a conceptual one um, or, or a uh, figurative one. But it's a literal literal vehicle that will take me to all these places that I never would have gone before. Any place that I can ride my bike, I could also hike. But I didn't, is the point. I didn't walk on those trails. I didn't explore the coolies that way. It's just not what I did. Um... You know, so it's it's just this this beautiful, wonderful thing in my life that I also, like, really try hard to... No, that's not true. I don't have to try hard. These are the things I'm talking about right now that come easy to me. I don't have to try hard to not take it for granted. I want to be on my bike as much as possible. I want... If I could ride every day and hit trails every single day, I would. Weather sometimes doesn't permit me to have an enjoyable ride if it's, like, raining and muddy and windy, um, whatever... And, uh, you know, it's just not what I can do as much as I want to do, but I love it. I try to really take care of my bike as much as I, I can with maintenance of myself and getting it in for, you know, a cent to, you know, my, my preferred bike shop in town, local bike shop, for them to maintenance when it needs maintenance. Like, I really try and take care of that thing. Um, and that goes with features that are on that bike that, that you know, um, yeah, th that I've acquired that I truly try to take care of and appreciate and, and I love and enjoy. These things are easy for me to, to um, be thankful for. And I was thinking this week of like my storage unit. You know, in the vlog I, this week coming up, I talk about you know, man, I've gone to my storage unit like three times in the past two weeks, three or four times, and it's nuts. And I was like, oh my goodness, like I I never really took my stuff for granted. But it's interesting that my stuff has been in there. And, and before this couple of weeks, I didn't need to go there that much. I went there to get my Nintendo 64 games because Randy bought me a Nintendo 64, which leads me to another part of this conversation in a minute. Um, but I went there to get that, and then I didn't have to go back again for a bit. But then I went to get a movie because we are going to watch it, and it's not on Netflix, and we didn't want to like download it or whatever, pay for streaming or something. So I was like, hey, I, I have the DVD. I'll just go get it. And I need to go get a book, and then like, um, or books so that we can research some stuff for the podcast. And it's just like, man, like, I really, for a little while there, I didn't, it's not that I didn't miss my stuff, but I got comfortable without it, not meaning, like, obviously I could do without it, because I don't need it to live, but I mean, I have hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books that are there, and I was like, man, like, if I just had my stuff with me, like, I normally would, like I regularly would, like at the place that I call home, I would have my things with me, then I wouldn't have had to drive all the way there and pay for the space and whatever, and I could just pick it up off the shelf. 
And that's the thing. Like, my bookshelf and my the books that filled it were mostly, like, I mean, the vast majority of them I have not read yet, and I want to read. Um, and and it's not necessarily, like, a status thing. Like I don't just buy books randomly trying to fill it up and look how many books I have. There's certain books for certain reasons. I pick certain books as I, I want to read that book for whatever reason it is. Um, but it was also just like, man, like, by not re like, I mean, if I had them and I didn't read them at all and I wasn't making the priority to read, then that would be like a really for show thing and not genuine or a priority. And in some ways, that's what I'm, that, that's the part that I'm getting to now is like by, by having something but not using it, is that taking it for granted? Because I was just thinking about the Nintendo 64 and it's like the novelty of it has worn off a little bit. But also, my shift in priorities has happened. It was a really rainy day today, and I was thinking about, like, man, this is a perfect day to sit down and play some 64, because I haven't played it for, like, two weeks. And there's games I want to play on it. And I enjoy having it there. But then I chose to do other things instead, mostly a lot of cleaning and, and whatever else. But I was like, man, like, it's just, yeah, gaming goes in phases for me anyway, and I know that, but it's just, like, if you don't use that thing, then, I mean, your actions show... That it's not a priority anymore. And sometimes not using a thing or engaging with it is saying that you are taking it for granted, that you don't really care that it's there anymore, that you're not... Obviously, you're not using it, so why does it need to be there? So that's another thing. That's just another part of this conversation. Because you can take people for granted, too, and, and not be thankful or grateful for people in your life, assuming, you know, that they're always going to be there or that they're always going to be the person they are now to you when that's not necessarily the case. And I think for me... Out of all the things, it is most easy for me to take people for granted rather than physical objects and whatever else. And I'm not sure why that is. Because I feel like there are... Like, I didn't grow up with having much stuff. So part of it is just like, hey, there's this weird thing with, again, it's nature and nurture and whatever else and a combination of the two and neither, that I was an only child and some people automatically like oh you're only child this means this thing and that thing you don't like to share and you're selfish and you whatever no I, I i like things that are mine i like to have things that are mine i don't like to share objects because i mean things i collect i mean like if it's a book i was like yeah that's i don't really want to share i'd rather buy someone a new book if i really love that book than lend out my book because my book might not come back in the same shape that it left in like, and I like to have it just there. It's just, it's there and it's mine and I can access it when I want to. So there's things like that that, that ring true for some people with the stereotypes and stuff, which I don't necessarily believe. But, um, but it's also like I just value my things. And, and like, I, I, that's a good and a bad thing, you know? Like, I, I, I don't want to be too materialistic, but I know that I am to a degree with, you know, with collecting music, like physical copies of music, Physical books, those are some of the things I collect. I mean, movies, I guess I could collect. I never think of it that way, because um, it's not as, like, a prestigious thing as me having these books and, like, my library of, of music and my library of literature or whatever else. And I do have a decent amount of DVDs, but it's, I don't know, It's that's way more of a functional thing that, to me, doesn't have the prestige attached to it. But again, that's not why I collect things. I collect them... Um, or these things for functional purposes, right? Like, I don't have many vanity collections that are just there to be looked at and not be used. I use 
you know, well, I mean, you could argue me using my CDs or not. Um, but I mean, books and stuff are meant to be read anyway. Anyway, um, so, so physical objects, I don't really take for granted that often or that much that I notice anyway. Part of it is just because maybe I was raised with not expecting those things, that we didn't have a lot of things, that I didn't have access to, to even work, you know, in the small town that I lived in, um, you know, in high school to really get money of my own. So like, I just, I mean, I did here and there, but it was so rare and the opportunities were so slim. So it was just something that I, I never really took that kind of stuff for granted. I take care of the stuff generally that I have. And I don't think that, you know, in, in my youth or as a child or whatever, that I really just like tossed toys aside like they were nothing and whatever. Like I generally try to take care of my stuff and I still do. So for the most part, I mean, like I said, you slip up every once in a while with something, I'm sure. I don't want to make huge blanket sweeping statements about how amazing I am at, at not taking things for granted because that's not what this is about. So, but physical objects or people doing things for me. However, that's where the weird thing ties in. So like people doing things for me, you would assume they're doing them because they appreciate you and they're giving back to you and they're sharing their time and their energy and whatever, like I said before. But then it's like easier for me to take people for granted in a way because it's just like they're just there and I see them and I talk to them or they're not physically there but like I talk to them frequently enough and it's just like how do you access that person to like how do you I don't know I try to show appreciation to friends and family and whatever else when I feel that appreciation swell right and it's kind of that thing that I've discussed before like what have you done for me lately if you haven't done anything for me lately like I mean the bond is only as strong to me sometimes as like your recentness like if you leave a relationship alone for weeks and months and possibly years i wouldn't expect it to be the same when you return to conversing with that person um that's just how i see things uh and how i kind of function in my relationships with other people on this planet so it's this, this weird thing where like i i think that i don't know i don't want to appreciate things when they're gone. I don't want that to be the thing that makes me be like, oh man, like I really wish that I treated that person or that thing or the situation better. You know, the situation being like having a studio space or like a thing being an object or a person being a person. Like, it's not that I'm like, oh man, like I don't, who wants to be in that situation? Because a lot of the times that scenario goes hand in hand with that thing not being there because you didn't treat it the way it should have been treated because you took it for granted it's not there anymore and I don't want to do that I don't want to be that thing um it's just a thing that I, I just feel like naturally I just end up taking people for granted because I guess naturally I don't treat I don't have enough patience with people that's what it comes down to the way that I treat people poorly has a lot to do with my impatience and so I don't want that to get the better of me and my relationships and cause them damage. Um, but it's so much easier for some reason. I don't know why. Because that's the weird thing. I have control over my objects for the most part. I have control over my situations when it comes to like opportunities and whatever. A lot of the time, 50% of the time, whatever. Depending on how you want to talk about opportunities and scenarios and situations. But I mean, like, I'm controlling certain things in my life. They can't just pick up and leave. And those are things that, because I have control over them, it's easier to appreciate them, easier to be thankful for them, which doesn't make any sense to me and where this kind of conflict is coming to because if I can't, con I can't control someone else, I can't control 
whether they stay in the relationship, romantic, friendship, family, or whatever type of human relationship it is, I don't control whether they stay in that relationship or not. And if it's based off of my actions, you'd think that my actions would dictate that, oh, I don't have control over this. I really need to be up to par. This is just, some people I think are just naturally in that space where they appreciate those those people, like the way they should be, and they don't have to work at it. But for some reason, I need to work at not just showing appreciation, but feeling appreciation. Because when I do feel thankful and appreciative of people, I show it. I'm good at expressing it. The problem is I don't feel it as much as I should feel it. Like, in my core, the feeling is there, but it's not, like, at the surface level where it should be. And that's where it comes down to, like, normalization and things like that. If there's someone that you see every single day and you love that person, it should be, I mean, you know, you want to do things for them and whatever else. But, I mean, there's a certain point in certain scenarios where I think you take advantage of that. Um, you Or same thing as taking them for granted. You take advantage of the fact that they're always going to be there. You think that they're always going to to be there and be the same to you and whatever else. And that's not necessarily true. So it's it's just it's just a weird thing where I... It's like at the beginning of a relationship with a person, you're showing your best and you're really minding your P's and Q's and you're just like, you're super... You're wanting to show them your best, but you should be wanting to show your best to yourself all the time too. You should be wanting to present the best of yourself always. But that's not how things work. It's like in a job interview, you're going to be in job interview mode. And when you're actually on the job, uh, for most people, I think you're not in that same, like, thing. You get comfortable, and with comfort, some things start sliding, and you're just not, you don't have maybe the same work ethic or whatever. And that's the thing, is relationships, friendships, family, romantic ones, whatever, they take work too. So at first, things are new and exciting, and it's easy. I mean, like I said, my bike romance has never faded for me. Yes, I would like to get a new bike, but it's not because I don't appreciate the bike I have now or because I just want new things all the time. It's like, well, I have, you know, a hardtail. I don't have any rear suspension. It'd be really nice to have a bike with rear suspension, and it's not something that I can just, as far as I know anyway, just get a, a feature of rear suspension onto my bike frame now. Like, it's not a feature I can add to this bike. Um, but the thing, I never fell out of love with my bike, and I, it's not necessarily that I fall out of love with people. But I mean, at the beginning of things, in a honeymoon phase, I mean, you can have a honeymoon phase with objects, you can have a honeymoon phase with people, and, and whatever. But I mean, it's just a thing where I find my patience just completely goes to the window after a while when I get comfortable. When I get comfortable with people in my life, they see the real me, as I think is with most people. And part of the real me is not having enough patience, um, being too quick to anger. Like, that's just something that, that happens sometimes. I don't think it manifests in a super extreme way, but it's just something that's there. Like, and I work on that. I continually work on that. However, it's still something that I struggle with. still something that I have to work on. And there's some things that you just, I don't know. It's just, yeah, that's just the conversation. There's some things that you don't have to work on that despite the fact that they become way more normalized to your everyday life, there's still an appreciation and thankfulness and gratefulness for those things happening even though you're used to them. So I don't know why with people, it's not the same for me. This leads me to my, I guess, conclusion, I guess, of what are things that I can do 
to reset myself into reminding myself. It's a weird thing. And I don't know if it's like just, hey, that's the way it is. Or if it's just like a sign that it's just super not cool of me. And I'm like broken. But it's like I need to reset and remind myself to be patient. To be grateful for the people that I have. And to, like I said, when I am feeling love and appreciation and, and whatever, I express that. Like I, I don't hide that for any reason. I'm not afraid to express it. I'm not bad at expressing it. When I feel it, I express it. So the problem is that sometimes I need to be, I need to remind myself what I really have in those relationships and express that in more passive ways, like having patience, like treating people better. And it all comes down to patience, right? Like for me, that's my biggest thing is not having enough patience. And I think that one of the, like, I don't know, what, what do you do, right? Like, some people have a nightly journal they write in, it's just a reflection of their day. And maybe part of that is a practice that I need, is to have something that I write in every day that's just about my day. Because the people I spend time with or whatever are going to be reflected in that, the experiences I have in a day, whatever else. And I can really analyze how those things went and how I feel about my relationships with those people. I think meditation is something that would help me too, because it has helped me in the past, be just less anxious and be more prepared for the day or whatever. But I mean, it could also be a thing that that going into that meditation or out of that meditation, if I could actually in that space not have many thoughts, I mean, that's kind of the goal. But around that time, I think that maybe one of the things is that I could be thinking and reflecting upon myself and the days and whatever else, letting myself have actual thoughts. Because this also relates to something that I've talked about numerous times too. I do not let myself have silence very often. Even in the shower, I've got a podcast going, like the majority of the time. Doing chores, getting ready for the day, whatever, you know, getting ready for the next day, I have podcasts. I don't like to just be completely alone with my thoughts. I'm not, I don't know, I'm not explicitly scared of it. It's not something that I am terrified of, that I have, like, I don't know. It's just that I like, I, I also, part of it isn't like a fear to get away from having these thoughts. I, I mean, if it is, it's subconscious and I acknowledge that it's a possibility because it would make sense that I don't want to be reflecting all the time. I overanalyze things too much and that's what leads to my anxiety a lot of the time, which is why things like biking and meditation would help me to, or even art making, things that force me into focus on one thing and only that thing, like reading sometimes, I mean, when I when I don't drift away into other thoughts, that is what eases my anxiety and helps me out because I can't overanalyze that situation. When I'm biking on a trail on the side of a cliff, as I should have mentioned lots of time this analogy, I have to be focused on that one thing. I can't be thinking about the fight that happened earlier. I can't be thinking about how I'm going to respond. I'm not thinking about the next day's, you know, um, tasks. I'm thinking about what's right in front of me, and that is all. And that is what I need as much as I can get because I don't get it enough because I overanalyze and that leads to anxiety. So my neurotic behavior. So that is one reason which makes sense as to why I wouldn't want to be alone with my thoughts too much. But I don't think I'm alone with them enough. And so I need to make time and force myself into positions that hopefully, again, they might become routine. Um, but right now they're too uncomfortable to, to become routine. So they're not routine. And if I put myself in positions to have routine times to reflect, then maybe I would be more appreciative and thankful and grateful and not take people or things in my life for granted when I have time to reflect 
on all the things I have in the position I'm in. Um, you know, there's oftentimes that the things remind me, but it's not me reflecting enough. It's just like, oh man, there's like a couple chaos songs where there's just like a line or a lyric in there that make me reflect on that. And one of them is Holy Cow, the song Holy Cow. And it's just like, he just says like, you know, how he, he has it easy. And I think in comparison to other people, like I have it pretty good, you know? Um, that feeling doesn't stick with me enough. I don't think I need like a reminder on my, you know, like a, a motivational poster or something because eventually that would become wallpaper that I wouldn't even notice anymore for the most part. So I don't know. There's some things I got to figure out. Uh, but that's what having this conversation was about is me trying to figure some of that stuff out. And how can I, you know, for now put myself in a position to routinely reflect and remind myself to be grateful, you know? I mean, I just thought of, for some reason, I haven't thought of this until right now. Prayer. I am not a religious person. I, you know, don't have a certain specific belief um, or disbelief necessarily. Like in spiritualness, I guess. It's pretty vague and I'm leaving it pretty vague, but it is pretty vague for me naturally. Um, and... But I mean, like, prayer is something that a lot of people utilize. I'm like, I just realized that would be a perfect opportunity. But I mean, that prayer could be translated into me writing in a journal or me just having a couple minutes of meditation at night and me replaying things and saying, thank you. But rather than, you know, thanking a, a god or, or spirit or whatever being, I would just be casting that into the universe, I guess. I don't know. Just reminding myself of what I'm thankful for and why. Um... That's not a bad idea. With that, we'll see you on another time.